Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Star Family Wisdom Podcast. I'm Jenna Layden, founder of Star Family Wisdom and a former global vice president for Whole Foods Market. Star Family Wisdom is a paradigm-shifting podcast, community, and online school for your spiritual and cosmic evolution. And if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. If you're watching on a podcast app, leave a review, comment, let us know what resonates with you and what you want to hear more of. We'd love to connect with you and continue these conversations in future episodes to support your evolution in the best way possible. And on this podcast, we intend to share conversations, ideas, and information that will inspire you and support you on this wild journey of being human. And we're going to explore ancient clues about our untold human story, real life, supernatural experiences, lost knowledge from the stars, and spiritual wisdom that empowers you to transform your life for the better. And being experiencers of supernatural phenomena and ET contact here at Star Family Wisdom, it's important to us that we have open, mature, and fun conversations about what is possible and how we are evolving as humans. Things will get a little far out at Star Family Wisdom from time to time, but we'll ground you in the science, the research, and the information that we use to expand our minds and open to the incredible nature of our reality. And on today's episode, I'm so excited to introduce our newest instructor at Star Family Wisdom, Nadi Hana. Nadi is a crop circle and sacred geometry expert. And in this episode, we discuss her consciousness expansion and how crop circles activated her and how sacred geometry can change your life. Sacred geometry is the study of harmonic patterns that underlie and create the entire world around us. And through direct experience with these universal patterns, we can access unlimited sources of intelligence. And now you can access Nadi's expertise and intelligence by joining her sacred geometry drawing courses at Star Family Wisdom. So a little bit about Nadi. Nadi achieved her master's degree as a, as a licensed clinical social worker and worked as a psychotherapist in mental health profession for over 10 years. Combining her spiritual knowledge and therapeutic training, she began offering groups and classes studying the esoteric elements of awakening our consciousness. And following a contact experience in 2010, she became aware of her multidimensional nature and her purpose as a transition specialist for humanity's ascension process. And we'll talk a little bit more about what that means on the podcast today. She is now an inspiring instructor, presenter, energy healer, and animal communicator and artist. And her professional and spiritual practices really are dedicated to the expansion of our multidimensional consciousness and awareness. And as a practitioner of personal transformation for nearly 25 years, she has cultivated a broad spectrum of skills and abilities to support our individual and collective awakening. And I can tell you that Nadi's sacred geometry drawing courses have actually been hugely profound for me in my journey. And while I've only known Nadi for about six to eight months now, it was clear from the beginning that we have a soul connection and that we have spent time together in other civilizations and other lifetimes. And it was a synchronistic meeting between the two of us that led to this moment today that led to Nadi's sacred geometry drawing courses, um, going broad on Star Family Wisdom. And we're just so thrilled to be welcoming her to the team and to be bringing her expertise into this space and to be having conversations about the intelligent design of our universe, about crop circles and what that phenomena is all about and how we all have the power and the tools available to us to expand our consciousness. So today's episode is going to be so fun and I hope you feel an activation and a sense of expansion today through this conversation. And definitely check out the links in the show notes to access Nadi's Sacred Geometry Drawing Courses. You can learn more about her on our website and on her website, galacticrosegeometry.com. So without further ado, we'll get into it and welcome Nadi to the show. 
Hi everyone, welcome. We've got Nadi Hana here today and we are so excited to be welcoming her to Star Family Wisdom. As we talked about in the intro, we have our newest instructor in the house. And today we're just going to be having a conversation about how we met mm -hmm. and how profound sacred geometry has been for my transformation and my arrival here in Sedona and about Nadi's journey and Nadi's expertise in mm. crop circles and the world of sacred geometry. And I'm just so excited to be having this conversation with you. It's been such an incredible journey to even like get to this point here in Sedona. For sure. For sure. So we met about six to eight months ago, somewhere around then. Yeah. And maybe wow. longer now. What is well, lifetime? <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. So we have planets <laughs> just around neighboring. Yeah. So we met again here on earth, I should say. Yeah, that's about right. <laughs> and we, we both got introduced through a project and Nadi had set up a zoom with me. We got on zoom right. and I recognized her like I'm getting chills now. I recognized mm -hmm. you and it just had this immediate sense of knowing and home and that like I was finding my people, mm -hmm. you know, because sure. when you're early in this journey, you haven't found all your people yet. <laughs> right, right. Find the others. Yeah. Yeah. And so then we ended up moving to Sedona together mm -hmm. and I'm, you know, I'm just curious about your journey to mm -hmm. Sedona. Maybe we can kind of start there and talk about you know, what got you to this place where you made the leap, you made the move here, you knew there was something bigger and better you were supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. Talk to us a little bit about that and then we'll get into your crop circle activation and the earlier part of your journey. All of that. Well, I can't separate it. Okay. Right. So the, the leap of faith from the, um, regular world that makes sense uh -huh. happened about 12 years ago where I left um, I left my career as a psychotherapist and jumped into the void of oh there's got to be more you know and so it Sedona is a part of a, a decade-long exploration and expansion that has involved geometry uh, mm -hmm. sacred geometry crop circles unified physics um, extraterrestrial influence. There's a whole lot more, uh -huh. <laughs> but all of that did lead us to our meeting and, um, but it has led me to Sedona. It's led me to the energies that are supportive of mm. my work here, mm. our work here. Yeah. Right. So, so talk to us about the activation because the, mm. the like journey to get to a place where you feel fully supported and the energy you're around is a big journey. Mm -hmm. And that's usually starts with a, some sort of big activation or awakening moment. Like what was that like for you? I know there's a lot of big activations for people and mine have been slow and steady okay. for about 10 years. Right. So, and I look back, I look back and I go, Oh, that's what that was. They were so subtle. And the first one, uh, after I left, I was practicing in upstate New York and uh, lifetimes ago. And uh, so I left and I came back to the Northwest, which is where I'm from. And I discovered uh, the festival world. I discovered plant medicines and it was just a whole new reality. So I went to the first festival and I came across a vending booth of crop circles. I had no idea what they were. I I was just hooked. I could not leave the booth. The <laughs> that guy, sounds kind of like an activation. It moment. is, but it was so <laughs> subtle. I wouldn't I wouldn't have you yeah. know, put that together. And so I came back the next day and the guy was like, I don't usually do this, but do you want to come with me and vend the crop circles at the next, you know, gathering I'm doing? And that's not something I would do. And I did it because I just wanted to be around the crop circles. And that experience plus years of drawing sacred geometry plus years of being obsessed with crop circles was all aligning my system. I didn't know what was going on. I just wanted to be with them. And only later I found like, you know, that the balanced ratios of the geometry was bringing my system into balance and that that opens me and my consciousness and guided my expansion to a point where like I was compelled 
to start going out and start teaching classes, start teaching about sacred geometry, start teaching about um, crop circles, and then on into the extraterrestrial and interspecies communication of whales and dolphins and light language. And so it's just, it's been a journey of listening. Mm, I love that because I think so many people want the big moment. You know, they want the big experience, you know, the UFO sighting, the big activation, whatever it is. And I think more people's experiences are kind of like yours, where it just Mm. is this like progression, right? Through like understanding more Mm. and connecting with certain pieces of information that just, you know, wake you up enough to feel this kind of compulsion towards more of that. Yeah. And, but that can feel kind of challenging at first, right? Like you talked about how, like, that was not something you would ever do going, just going with this person, you know, vending crop circles. Much of it has been what I wouldn't (laughs) think I would do. (laughs) The same is true for me in this journey, right? Right. It's like, you know, we start to access, I guess, like a truth or something Mm -hmm. that feels so true to us, so real to us that it's almost like you have no choice but to follow that because it feels right. Yeah, it's it's resonating with the deepest parts of us. That's why we're in Sedona. That's why we're connected because the progression helps you hone the skill of listening to the frequency, Mm. right? Which is, you know, the the feeling of alignment, which Mm. I'll do anything for. (laughs) Just aligning, well, (laughs) just aligning that's what feels good. That's what makes sense to me. And, you know, if I'm talking about crop circles, if I'm talking about advanced civilizations, um, I think that my team, my guide, my guides know that I needed slow and steady. I don't think I would have psychiatrically, (laughs) I don't think I would have psychically been able to have managed to blow up. I mean, I've always wanted the bells and whistles. Yeah this is the right pace of digestion and integration for me. So I love that. I think that's a beautiful message, you know, for so many people that it's like, it's a, it is that slow, steady journey and that's okay. You know, we don't have to have these major, you know, right. consciousness expansion moments because sometimes that is too much. Well, and the time frame ends up being the same, yeah. right? Because if you have the slow and steady, okay, couple years, right? But if you have a blowout, you know, complete contact experience, it still takes a couple of years for integration. That, yeah. So it all works out. Yeah. And digestible moments are between what works for yeah. me. Yeah. So you talked about the crop circles and how you felt this sense of alignment being around them. Mm-hmm. Talk to us a little bit about your research and exploration of the crop circle phenomena and what you've learned about that. Yeah. Yes. It's <laughs> one of my favorite things to talk about. Um, so I had that activation in 2010. Just, oh, that happens on my way. Didn't register at all until 2017 when I started getting back into the crop circles because I saw one and it just flipped a switch. I, I can't tell you what happened, but um, I was, it was uh, obsessive and compulsory where I just, I had to be around them. I had to draw them and I created an art show. I had so many pieces because the crop circles, the genuine crop circles, there's a whole range of circle makers, but the genuine crop circles are encoded with messages that are designed to activate our DNA. They are designed to um, help our consciousness go to the next level. So when you begin to work with them that way, that's what happens. And they're so neutral. They're so based in geometry and the universal language of math, mm-hmm. um, again, the genuine ones, that they don't carry programming. And so they're absolutely clean in their ability to reflect mm-hmm. our consciousness. So you can think whatever you want about them. You can experience them however you want. But the more I looked into it, there's so much empirical data that's really makes it compelling to go, oh, this is not a regular situation. This is an extraordinary phenomenon. So so while there are some that are man-made, that's mm-hmm. been proven, there seems to be a significant amount that are not man-made, that have yeah. quite a few anomalies that would be very difficult for a human right. to replicate. Right, right. Biophysical anomalies, such as the crystalline structure of the soil changing, it just 
very, very obvious uh -huh. um, and a long list. So what I came to understand, you know, the information that resonates most deeply with me is that there is a federation of um, civilizations and represent, uh, representatives that are aligned for the project of crop circles to help humanity evolve. And, you know, the, the information that I found is channeled through Judith Moore and the, chills again. <laughs> right, from a woman, uh, from an entity called Leolin and she uh, contains, she carries the records of raw. And that information talks about how the uh, blueprints for all the crop circles are held on the Arcturian mothership and that there are certain um, just got chills again. I know it's exciting <laughs> that there are certain um, members of the agency that are in charge of the geometries, the um, engineering, the technology, but that there's a tremendous amount of effort to offer this service to us and the planet, mm -hmm. right? This is of repair for yeah. the damage. This is of the activation. Just got chills again. I know so it's, it one it's one big chill. It's one big chill. And I'll just add that there's so much evidence of the, you know, the advanced technology reflected in our consciousness, right? Uh, tons of spontaneous healing, tons of stories of um, interfacing with our consciousness where we go and we ask for a crop circle or we get information or we have out-of-body experiences, sonic codes that are left in the crop circles. I'll just, I'll go on. and. You know, I would just want to say, if I'm just staring out here, it's because I'm looking at the red rocks. <laughs> so I'll try to like orient back to the camera. We've got a good view. And it's very distracting. <laughs> so all of that is to say is that if you go towards the crop circles, it's like any other activating technology. It's going to take you as far as you want to go. Well, maybe we can talk about what happened two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Oh, what happened? What happened? Uh-oh. So <laughs> So Nadi, <laughs> I, I know, right? So Nadi teaches, you know, courses on crop circles and sacred geometry. Oh, sure. Her sacred geometry courses are now available on starfamilywisdom.com. Go check them out. You can learn all about sacred geometry, draw sacred geometry with Nadi, get activated. So Nadi teaches courses and she very graciously taught a private class for mm -hmm. Sinead and I right. on crop circles. And so Nadi had what, I don't know, 20, 30 images of crop circles mm -hmm. that, you know, she was showing as she did this presentation and, you know, we're getting into this kind of meditative state together, the three of us, and there's power in the number three, <laughs> we know this. And Sinead and I, we're still processing, you know, what happened. So we won't go into all the detail, but we had a pretty major activation experience. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you can attest to what you saw mm -hmm. at the end of the presentation, you know, about, I don't know, three quarters of the way through, just after staring at these crop circles for that long, maybe 45 minutes, I started to just cry. Mm -hmm. Like my system was just activating in some way. It was like I was shedding you know, stuff that needed to be shed. It was like, I was coming, it was like clearly doing something to me. Right. Mm -hmm. And then that went on, not in that, you know, kind of intense way, but that it went on in various ways for like days. Yeah. That was a big one. Yeah. yeah. But you know, as we're talking about it and you're getting the body confirmation, <clears throat> that's the guide, right. Is we yeah. experience it on levels beyond consciousness mm. we all have that whether it's crop circles or um, visitations or contact or anything um, so it's for me it's the experience that people have non-cognitive yeah. spirit-based um, shifts it's like hard to put words to completely yeah yeah it's just that deep resonance where you know powerful things are happening. Yeah. I try to warn people, I, you know, <laughs> I did the talk at the UFO conference and I, 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 I give the disclaimer that like, I've got a bunch of great information, but just stare at the crop circles because that's what matters because yeah. they're working with you in far more advanced ways. Yeah. But, um, you know, the information is fun and it helps, but things like that are common. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's, it's really, it's the geometry mm -hmm. in the crop circles that's, you know, facilitating this, 
this shift to some degree in our consciousness and our, our energy field. And uh, maybe you can talk just a little bit more about what you understand to be true about the sacred geometry mm -hmm. and, and, and what that's reflecting in terms of like you've talked about the universal patterns that mm. exist mm. and, and how our universe is intelligently designed. Well, <laughs> well should you go there? <laughs> I, you know, I've put together these courses, right? And I've been talking very, in a concentrated way about the geometry. And I've been teaching for years at this point, but, you know, we've got, it was, it was a very rapid succession of, of the sequencing, right? Flower of Life, Metatron's, dodecahedron, uh, polygons, tesseracts, and time travel. And I am so <laughs> more convinced than ever of the intelligent design. There's I mean, I, I don't even really have to go on it. Just I mean, attending, so attending one of Nadi's classes gives me the, the foundational understanding that, yeah, there's absolutely intelligent design here. Yeah, it's yeah. just brilliant. And it's yeah. beyond what we as humans could do. It's such a meta view and 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 it and it's beautiful and it's beautiful it's a gorgeous design they all are and it's i i i will be able to uh talk about everything that i talk about crop circles um sacred geometry and uh advanced civilizations right the arcturians actually say that those two things are your signal to um, advanced civilizations that you are ready for the next level you're ready for telepathy you're ready for contact and that has been really true so uh yeah i'm humbled and um grateful to be able to tune in yeah. right I mean, there's lots of ways to tune in this is just my way but the the thing is, is you know we are fundamentally geometric i mean yeah. everything is there's geometry in space our DNA is the, you know, phi ratio. We have an energy field that right. should be in perfect harmonic proportion, right? But it gets distorted, you know, right. here on earth, especially, and yeah. you know, some of the traumas that exist. And so it appears as though sacred geometry might actually help like return our energy system to its like divine blueprint in a, in, in a way, totally. right? It's like, it's like aligning us to the blueprint of yeah. the universe, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's right. And it's, so it's not only about expansion, it's also about repair, mm. right? Because this place mm. is an assault to our system. Yeah. And um, right, it's about alignment and balance and harmony. So it's really our systems resonating with the geometry. I mean, it's happening on so many levels and the circles are encoded. I mean, they're encoded with light glyphs that are working with our light body that are harmonizing. Um, if you go into the crop circle, they have sonic frequencies and we know that light and sound are really advanced and also basic um, forms of healing, mm -hmm. right? So they're, they're relying on consciousness, um, real-time interface, light and sound technology, and um, what would I say? I, I would say communication, right? Mm -hmm. Like if we're, however receptive we are, the circles are a level, they're, they're a, a mode of techno, um, they're a mode of communication. So it's kind of like a first contact. It is. Experiment in a, a sense. really gentle contact. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we think we're walking into a crop circle. And then the next thing you know, you're, yeah. <laughs> you're on the ships. <laughs> <laughs> or your so. telepathic channels open a little more. Yeah. Maybe you start to access more past life memories or that sort of stuff starts to it. happen. Yeah. Oh, but that's not regular. Yeah. And there are, you know, it does. It, it needs to be mentioned that because they're so powerful, there has been a very successful disinformation campaign where mm -hmm. there are man-made circles, there are government circles. However, the technology of genuine circles and circle makers is so advanced that it can actually rearrange any energetic templates mm -hmm. that are perhaps negatively or nefariously mm -hmm. abused. I mean, it's brilliant. And you know what? Just take the best and leave the rest. If yeah, it works for yeah. you, awesome. If not, there's tons of others. This is just what does it for me. Yeah. And it's, again, it's not like, oh, that's cool information. This is a, a level of activation that is nonverbal, nonlinear, 
um, frequency based. And the best that I've done is to learn to listen. Mm, I love that. It's yeah. beautiful. The universe doesn't speak English. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love that. That's a good point. The universe speaks math and geometry. <laughs> frequency and frequency. Yeah. 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 The universe, it's all energy, right? So this is, yeah, it's, a, it's affecting our energy. It's upgrading our energy. And, mm -hmm. and we know, uh, you know, around so much of the contact phenomena that we have to upgrade our energy. We have to heal. We have to become, you know, more evolved versions of ourselves mm -hmm. to even be able to have that face-to-face -face contact. Yeah. So it's like, this is kind of an effort to help us in that, that upgrading maybe and repair, like you've said. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So, so talk to us a little bit about uh, your teaching style with mm. sacred geometry. Mm. So, you know, there, there are so many teachers out there. And I think what makes Nadi so unique and special is that, you know, she teaches you how to draw it and how to really engage the geometry in a way that's very different from a lot of other teachers mm. that I've experienced and mm. um, been around. So I'd love for you to just explain your passion around that and, mm -hmm. and why you, you know, offer your teachings in the way that you do. Yeah, that's so fun. Uh, so the, the course is really fresh for me. I've been, it's been like full immersion, <laughs> right? So, um, <laughs> where to start? So I've been teaching for years and, and I taught at um, community colleges and I taught at metaphysical centers and it's a sneaky way to, activate consciousness to bring awareness to metaphysical um, presence on our, yeah. on our planet. And what I've noticed over the years and over time is that my focus is on the consciousness expansion and that this is just a tool. And I say it again and again. So because we need that repetitive, uh -huh. you know, repatterning. Yes. So you have the words, you have this kind of coded sonic, you have coded um, audio that's kind of like oh. messaging after, you know, um, how to say it. We've got the geometry and much like intention setting, you're programming mm -hmm. your your subconscious your almost. subconscious yeah. and it's sneaky it's again it's that subtle approach yeah. where oh we're drawing these beautiful shapes it's fun you're just having a good evening right but looks like good and then you're um, you know <laughs> everything's different so I think it's 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 the drawing of it it's that active dynamic participation yeah. very different online but okay we make it work and you know, versus teaching back in the day when yeah, we were um, yeah. face to face. But this is so great because we can now bring it to so many the whole people. world. I mean, yeah. yeah, that's that is the upshot. Sacred geometry going global. <laughs> yeah, and I, you know, I'm just part of a team. Like I'm, <laughs> there's a lot of us talking about it and yeah. um, sharing the the expansive aspects of it. So my point is, is I really focus on the esoteric and the metaphysical properties of the geometry. Certainly there's the mathematic aspect, although that ain't my thing. <laughs> I always give a shout out and I always, I always have either an engineer or a mathematician in the group. Yeah. So I learn a lot, uh, but my focus is on the beauty, the harmony, math is beautiful. Um, and the activation properties, you know, it's, it's what we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. It's just the alignments and I've seen amazing things. That's the other thing is that this is, this is a couple of stories. One really brief was that I had a woman walk into the um, community college class and she was like, I was told that I could speak with my deceased husband through the geometry. And I thought, oh, wow. Well, okay. And she did. And oh, wow. it happened through the vector equilibrium. Oh, wow. I know because it's this, it creates this perfect point mm -hmm. of singularity. And you touch the zero point, which means you touch point. the field, which means you can access anyone anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we did. Wow. And she, I, I, I know <laughs> it's so great. Oh and she gosh. got it tattooed on her arm oh. so that she could have her husband next oh. to her. It, I mean, and then she left everything and went off to study plant medicine in South America. So <laughs> that's the power wow. and that's the level. And it's remarkable. I, I had a, a woman in this past class and she came in um, wanting to use the geometry to heal her traumatic brain injury. I'm, it does not, I don't mean to oversell it, but it, it really is powerful. Mm, and wow. I believe it, I've seen it. 
And so here I am talking about it. That's so beautiful. I, I mean, these forms of medicine, which is what sacred geometry is, mm -hmm. it's what, you know, I focus on in shamanic healing, right? It's all medicine and it's all meant to bring us back to our uh, perfect state of wholeness. Mm -hmm. And, you know, physical healing is not always guaranteed, right? With any modality, but profound mm -hmm. healings have occurred in these, in these modalities. And yeah. it's just incredible that this is available it's fun everyone, and it's fun right, right? <laughs> it's it's not like um hmm, it's fun I don't know how to compare it but the the thing that I feel really aware of is the slow and steady transformation and the, the ease so what I've seen that mirrors my evolution is that the classes just get more and more extraordinary and um with the with this last class, I got pushy and I really encouraged not homework, but home play and to really make sure that people were drawing in between classes and the results were so amazing. And this class, I went all in and I started to suggest that people incorporate dream work and that you start to put the geometries under your pillow and you've had that experience, but working on the subconscious realms and like new ways and yeah touching into all the invisible yeah super fun they would come back with amazing stories you you can have incredible <laughs> dreams you know like you can you can access you know this other part of yourself right in a way that maybe just isn't as available to you yeah i slept with the geometry under my pillow for about a week well that was a crop circle crop circle but mm -hmm. it was it was a you know it was geometry but yeah i, I want to do more of that because mm -hmm. that was fun and and i've kind of not been as active in the dream work stuff as much over the last few weeks so I need to put some geometry under under it's the pillow stuff. tonight. It's <laughs> it really is. So, but there's a lot of different ways into yeah. access, you know. I love what you were saying too about repetition and mm -hmm. how, you know, this is also a building process. Yeah. You know, it's it, we talked about the kind of major activation that Sinead and I had a few weeks ago when you were here. And you know, I had seen a lot of crop circles and studied geometry, taken, you know, one of Nadi's courses. Mm -hmm. And then this happened. So it's not like I had this just major, you know, kind of activation right. moment right. where, you know, clearly stuff was happening, healing was happening, integration was happening on a different level. Mm. It wasn't like that happened the very first time I looked at crop right. circles, but it was kind of this progression where all of a sudden the timing was right mm. and we were doing more of an intensive mm. on it. And then that occurred. So it's so a repetition Right. works over time like it it, does. that's part of like you said the reprogramming process yeah. yeah yeah and the other thing you know about the crop circles and the geometry is if you think of an advanced civilization wanting to help us out uh, it would need to be I think it would need to be gentle but also um, strong enough to permeate this density mm. right we're super blocked and so this is, we're saying the gentle way in, some people mm -hmm. have the, the strong way in, but it, it, it intensifies, it deepens, it activates with practice, with immersion, but it makes so much sense to me that they would send um, neutral imagery that escapes our programming and that subtly gets into our system and, uh, you know, promotes the idea that there's a little bit more going on. I love it. Mm -hmm. I Me love too. It. <laughs> Obviously, we love it. <laughs> right. We've, de passionate. we've dedicated our lives to mm -hmm. loving it. Um, yeah. Well, the other thing is, I've seen it in me, but as with the stories, right, I've seen it again and again with people. Yeah. And that just, that's going to keep you going. I mean, yes. I've seen amazing activities. That's why we do this work is because right. when people find that like transformation, that healing, you become a more beautiful, like right. evolved fun, happy, joyful version of yourself. And like life everyone deserves that. Yeah, yeah. Life gets so much better. And, yeah. and we've got these tools to help us with that. It's so important. I think that we bring this to as many people as possible. Right. And then you can, you know, broaden out into the, the collective, right? Because I am a believer. I mean, we're both believers that aligning your harmonics, creating, you know, a system that supports all that you can be um, is the best like gift and offering to the expansion. And I'm going to say like survival of humanity at this point, right? Like I'm not a like go and do in the world 
although I do it in the subtle ways of teaching. Uh, but my part of my belief with the geometry is that it we can be of the best service mm-hmm. um, and carry the light more mm-hmm. into a density that really needs it. Mm-hmm. So I love that. That's part of what aligns us in our mission. Yeah. Right? It's all about healing the planet and getting us to a better place. Maybe we can switch gears for a moment and talk about how the geometry and the crop circles facilitated your connection with your star family and how you began to learn more about that. You've mentioned the Arcturians a couple of times and then mm-hmm. Nadi's very you know, close with the Arcturians. Mm-hmm. So maybe you can just talk a bit about what you know to be true about those other civilizations that exist. Mm-hmm. Well, they're right here right now saying hello. That's what that means. If they're popping into the conversation, <clears throat> very excited to be bridging the, um, you know, the galactic community. And I don't know, I would say, I mean, there's so many places to start on that one, but I, I did have a fairly significant intervention where I was, um, I was informed of my one of my positions in the Starfleet command. Like have a, a different life, yeah. <laughs> different life, no, not different life, simultaneous. That's a good way to put right. it, yes. These are aspects of yes. myself. I started to learn that we all have aspects of ourselves, whether they're on the ship or in different galactic yes. <clears throat> communities, different star systems, but we are, you know, we're fragmented yeah. aspects of a, a soul. Yeah. And we still use the term past life here at Star Family Wisdom. We talk about past life regression and that sort of stuff, but technically they're all simultaneous lives. Yes. Right. And it's all <laughs> good. It's all useful. Um, but my interpretation and the information that was shared with me is that, uh, you know, basically we're the ground crew. <laughs> like we've got a couple of us, we've Hello. got our, our avatar <laughs> down here, you know, just carrying the light. At some point I realized I was like, ah, don't really have to do anything. I'm just going to talk about what I love and I'm here and the light is, you know, contributing to the planetary grid and supporting um, all sentient beings, right? We, we have our mission. We know our mission. So this version of you right. is a galactic ambassador of sorts. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Galactic ambassador sounds nice. Ground crew is <laughs> also maybe, maybe a little more accurate with, yeah, being here, work, work on the ground. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so in terms of connections with the Arcturians, I began, um, really strong communication around that activation with that kind of an interdimensional being that really helped me learn how to guide, um, learn how to navigate the other realms, um, safely and in a protected way. Uh, it was Mm, it was the best thing ever <laughs> to be able to move in those realms. And um, when you start to access mm, more beyond our, this physical experience, it's profound. It's, it's fun. Yeah, it's profound. But you know that that fostered communication and connection with my team, which includes uh, mantid beings and Sasquatch. Actually, I've been uh, having really lovely connections with. Um, those beings, I would say. And then also understanding um, my connection with the Syrians and the whales and dolphins. That's really been big. I love to talk about our cetacean friends mm. and how they are in this incognito extraterrestrial multidimensional. Right here on Earth. Physical form, <laughs> right? And if we start to learn how to connect with their consciousness, that's basically yeah. a, a really good way to start, you yeah. know, communicating with um, other civilizations. They're multidimensional beings. They look like they have physical form. They're also in contact with, um, I mean, so many different civilizations, right? This is this is what I'm on lately is we sit there and we say, oh, Syrians, Palladian, whatever. That, that can mean such a gamut. I mean, there's right. just- There could be like, <laughs> there's like the thousands and thousands yeah. of Syrian millions. civilization. It's, millions, it's, yeah. Like it's wild. Huge, yeah, I mean, like, Think of this planet. Think of this planet. We've got yeah. 8 billion, right? Yeah. So, I mean, this is a little planet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we talk about that in Meet the Star Races course. So if you yeah. want to learn more about the star races and the, you know, the major buckets of star races, because mm-hmm. to Nadi's point, like the diversity is just huge. Yeah, yeah. we're doing the best we can yeah. to say, oh, this is a Syrian influence. Yeah. yeah. That means 
barely anything. Yeah. It's just our way of categorizing and understanding. Which is but great. back to the cetaceans, there's, mm -hmm. a, there's a lot of research and evidence to point to the fact that whales, dolphins operate at our consciousness level. Oh, right? much higher. And beyond. Yeah, and beyond. Yeah. 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 So they're not, not just at the kind of animal kingdom level, right, of consciousness. That's part of what we've seen, right? So learning more about their um, genius mm -hmm. and intelligence it reflects our, like, density and where we've come from and how we're yeah. changing. And I'll give you an example. Dolphins, right, we thought, oh, they make clicks and noises, right? And they can actually communicate. They can make four sounds at one time. And they, uh, through the study of cymatics and the cymoscope, they've determined that dolphins communicate holographically. And as our technology has evolved to pick up higher and higher frequencies of sound, now we're learning where the dolphin's true range is. So it's like, oh, oh, maybe we're evolving to get a glimpse of what uh -huh. they're capable of, but these, their, their brains are much bigger. They're just so much more advanced. It's, we're the ones who are- We're catching up we're in catching a way. Up. We're trying, we're trying, but yeah. you know, to really understand that these are our elders. These are the mm. beings that have, the only beings mm. that were able to survive the different floods, yeah. you know, and phases of this planet and phases of humanity. So they're really the wisdom keepers mm. of our civilization, of other civilizations. And so being with them, swimming with them, listening to their songs, um, just having them on a screensaver, you're connecting mm. deeply with a larger consciousness. And... <laughs> whale eyes like if you have an encounter with like one of those direct moments with the eye of a whale I mean I had that and it was just this series transmissions of stuff that I would never have thought of wow never have thought of and I'll touch on that in that I was told by many different um galactic represent galactic ambassadors right that I was pregnant I was for about a year and a half and it really you know crop circles whales this inter intergalactic partnership and I thought what the heck is that and then last year I was opened up to the hybrid program mm. and um, starting to figure out my role uh, still have a long way to go with mm. that in terms of um, being a hybrid mother being part of the program to help um, the star kids the hybrid kids coming in and the frequency that they carry mm. so I mean it's this is a full progression into <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> new level um, a whole new reality, reality that yeah. I didn't even know about I yeah. I knew about the new human through Mary Rodwell's work uh -huh. and her oh my god her beautiful work to help kids that are you know that have had contact they have full life memory life recall uh, past life recall yeah. and I kind of knew about that vaguely and then to move into understanding the hybridization program and the I, would, I don't want to say service because you know like everything there's um two sides of the program right but to learn about how humanity humanity as well as other civilizations are benefiting from the blending mm -hmm. and how dna is the currency of the universe i mean genetic manipulation and genetic influence is like <laughs> it's just where it's at once you get to a certain point of understanding yeah crossbreeding we're doing it now right on planet earth so right. like what's to say that would not continue right in advanced civilization so right. yeah so you have a background in psychotherapy oh right and <laughs> decades ago <laughs> long time ago but but that's where you started and then you and then you moved into this journey so i'd love for you to be able to maybe share with the audience a bit about you know what you've drawn from that background or what tools like you've mm -hmm. You know, new tools you've put in your toolbox to help you through this consciousness evolution, right? Because we're talking about some things that for some people might be really far out there. For some people, they might think like, oh my gosh, that's that's the journey I'm on. And and we're all processing this, you know, in our own ways. And and I'd just love for you to share, you know, any of those tools that have been supportive for you that might be supportive for others. That is a great question. Uh, I would say that it's been 25 years of a spiritual practice that has 
partner in all of this evolution, right? Mm -hmm. Dedicated to daily meditation, dedicated to developing my energetic awareness, sensitivity, and understanding that um, I'm not crazy, mm -hmm. right? This is one of my biggest, uh, you know, it's like your tagline. It's my tagline, right? Like we're not crazy. We are extraordinary. And to really, you know, consider that potential, right? And that up level, because the fun thing is, is I know the <laughs> I know the diagnostic criteria for, uh, I don't actually use the word crazy. It's yeah. very challenging, yeah. but I know, I know the signs and symptoms of a psychotic episode or a manic episode. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I have a little bit more cred when I'm saying that we are extraordinary beings having extraordinary situations versus what we've been told, how we've been pathologized and marginalized and um, used as evidence to misinform our mm. consciousness about our galactic yeah. community. Anyway, that's a long-winded way of saying that um, where the ET contact family meets the mental health family is the point where we all feel crazy. And so I'm really encouraged a shift in the narrative. You know, our languaging can be so powerful. Mm -hmm. So to really actually try to substitute the word extraordinary anytime you want to say crazy or weird. Um, Naughty which, still corrects me to this day. I still have moments where I say weird, right? And, right. and you know, we joke about it a little bit, right? Because it's mm -hmm. just fun to embrace our, all of the weirdness right. that exists. But, but in truth, nothing's weird. In truth, everything's weird. Everything's weird, nothing's <laughs> weird, right? <laughs> we'll go that way. Yeah, but it, it, you can feel the shift, right? Yeah. When you start yeah. to describe yourself, your life, and your experience as extraordinary. Yeah. 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 It feels yeah. so much better. Like I went through about six months of feeling like, am I, am I crazy? Like questioning, right? Like questioning what was happening to me, questioning, you know, how I could even explore this in a way where the people around me wouldn't just relegate me to a certain box. Right. right. And it, like people need to know they are extraordinary yeah. and and it it's unfortunate that we went through so many years where so many people did experience trauma as a result of this awakening consciousness yeah. Yeah. but the expansion of consciousness cannot be stopped and that yeah. is clear to me now that you know we're at a point where we are coming together in this way to validate and support each other in what we know to be true about the universe, ourselves, mm -hmm. other beings. Mm -hmm. And that's a beautiful moment to get mm -hmm. there, to just acknowledge that it's all extraordinary. It really is. I mean, it's, it's part of why you do the podcast. It's part of why I teach my classes is we have to, we have to find the others, but in that, in that support, we, we do really begin to know that yeah. we're not crazy. We've just been having really far out experiences that our current paradigm didn't know how to integrate and quite you know in fact uh those of us experiencing things have been pathologized and medicated and institutionalized and so there's a great deal of pain and trauma yeah. which is part of why it's so important to it change the narrative and embrace um, what are transformational experiences and to hopefully like bring them to the level they were hopefully intended to which yes. is massive transformation yeah yeah feels and better to know you're not alone in it absolutely sure. so so take Naughty's classes and <laughs> join <laughs> join the community we're we're here together you know to support each other and to to talk about these extraordinary experiences and to just try it <laughs> just try it because you can usually substitute extraordinary for everything that you would say crazy Everything. I have not, um, except like when, like bad traffic, <laughs> like that's crazy. This is not extraordinary, <laughs> but in the realm of experience and contact and um, paranormal yeah. and everything that we don't understand that we haven't been taught about, just try it. It's a massive up level.
I love it. Yeah, I love it. You are extraordinary. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it takes one to know one. Thank you so much, everyone, for watching and Naughty for you being here and, and doing this episode with us. It's such a joy to introduce you to the Star Family Wisdom world and to share your light and to share your experiences. This is part one where we're going to have Naughty back to have some more conversation and do a little deeper dive on sacred geometry. So this this was uh, kind of an overview of what is the world of sacred geometry and crop circles about and how can we expand, how can we grow our consciousness and up level, as you said. Yeah, that's a pretty thorough um, overview. I want to thank you as well, not only for the opportunity to be here today, but also for, you know, the work that you're doing in the world and bringing people together and, um, you know, unifying forces, yeah. right? We're so much stronger when we're together in, in our extraordinary experiences. And that's what the universe wants. The universe wants us to come together mm -hmm. in our understanding of these extraordinary experiences so that we can just make this reality better for all of us so that we can do that up-leveling on a greater scale. So mm -hmm. I have, this is what happens when we talk <laughs> like this. I want to say like, go team. <laughs> <laughs> Go team, go team. We are <laughs> up leveling together. Um, so with that, thank you everyone for watching today and being with us. If you're on YouTube, subscribe and like so YouTube knows you want more of these videos. If you're on the podcast apps, rate and review, leave a comment. Let us know what you want to hear more about when we have Naughty back. We'll have more of these conversations and Naughty will be teaching more courses with us in the future as well. So we'll talk about that when the time comes. Cool. Thanks everyone for being here. We'll see you next time. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.